Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Benvenuti. Welcome back to Had to Be There, the podcast that takes you on unforgettable journeys around the world with a new guest every week. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 70. In today's episode, we have an incredible story to share with you. Our guest, George Siegel, will take us on an adventure to the breathtaking coastal region of Cinque Terre, Italy. I can't wait for you guys to hear all about his had-to-be-there experience and how he ended up crossing paths with none other than former CEO of Morgan Stanley, Phil Purcell. Trust me, guys, you do not want to miss this. As always, if you're enjoying the Had to Be There podcast, please connect with me on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Had to Be There 203. I try to share travel inspiration, some behind the scenes stuff, and even sneak peeks into upcoming episodes. And don't forget to visit hadtobethere.net anytime for additional travel resources and exclusive content. Now, before we dive into George's journey, let's kick things off with the weekly roundup. Okay, 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 okay. So much news from the world. So, hey, put your sound up. You know why? I think it's time for a weekly roundup. Weekly roundup. Hey there. Welcome back to the weekly roundup. Today, I'm going to spill the tea on all the juicy updates and travel promos from Disney and beyond. So grab your Mickey ears and get ready for some exciting news. Let's jump right in. All right, first up, let's talk about Royal Caribbean because they are bringing the party to the high seas. Say hello to the utopia of the seas, the ship that's about to take your weekend getaway to a whole new level. I'm talking delicious food, crazy slides, and pools galore. This bad boy has over 40 dining options and eight different pools, including the biggest freshwater pool in the Caribbean. It is going to be one epic weekend party, my friends. Utopia of the Seas is setting sail from Port Canaveral in July of 2024, so don't miss your chance to be a part of this unforgettable experience. Book your spot now and let the good times roll. Okay, now picture this. You sipping margaritas on a beautiful Mexican beach. Sounds amazing, right? Well, Hoteles Esqueret in Mexico wants to make it even better with a sweet deal. If you're planning a romantic escape or a fun-filled family vacation, listen up. La Casa de la Playa and Hotel Esqueret Arte are giving you up to $400 credit per booking. That's some serious spending money, guys. So whether you want to relax or have an adventure, these stunning resorts in Mexico have got you covered. And guess what? You can book this offer until July 31st for travel anytime, including Christmas and New Year's. 
So what are you waiting for? Grab your sombrero and get ready for a fiesta. All right, let's talk about something closer to home. The latest update to Disney Genie Plus at Walt Disney World has been released. A lot of guests have been asking for a simpler way to plan your day at the parks. And Disney hears you loud and clear. Starting June 27th, today, (laughs) you can purchase Disney Genie Plus based on how you want to visit. You can choose a single park option or a multiple park option, whichever floats your boat. Just keep in mind that prices may vary depending on which park you're in. Oh, and don't worry, you can still get Disney Genie Plus on the day of your visit through the My Disney Experience app. So get ready to maximize your Disney experience and have the time of your life. Now, let's get into the holiday spirit with a brand new event at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney Jollywood Nights. It is time to deck the halls and dance the night away, my friends. This separately ticketed event is happening on 10 select nights from November 11th through December 20th of 2023. Get ready to glam up in your holiday best and enjoy an evening filled with awesome beats, fancy cocktails, mouth-watering food, and so much more. You can even snap selfies with your favorite characters throughout the park. And let's not forget about the grand finale, the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. It is going to be an epic show. Plus, you'll have access to your favorite rides and coasters like Slinky Dog Dash or the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Trust me, this is one celebration you are not going to want to miss this holiday season. Well, guys, that wraps up the weekly roundup for this episode. I don't know about you, but I am most excited about Disney Jollywood Nights. Now is the time to start planning your next adventure. So go ahead and drop me a line at hadtobethere.net slash vacations or at any of my Vacations by Kelly social media platforms. You can find those links in the episode show notes. I will be back next and every week with more travel news and promos from Disney and beyond right here on the Weekly Roundup. Safe travels, friends! In a place where dreams meet reality and where the sun kisses the sea, a hidden gem awaits. This is a place where time slows down, where the rhythm of life is set by the pulse of adventure. Follow the winding paths that lead to enchanting villages, each one with its own unique character. Lose yourself in the mesmerizing landscapes where the rugged coastline meets the azure waters and where the thrill of exploration awaits under the Mediterranean sun. Embrace the magic of the moment as the spirit of the land comes alive and fills your heart with wonder. And when the time is right and your soul is awakened, you'll realize that this is Cinque Terre.
George, welcome to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Before we jump in, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us a little about you. Well, currently, I'm a podcaster film director, but I started out when I graduated from college, I started out in TV news, and I was a weatherman for 14 years. I was a feature reporter. I was a morning anchor. I did weekend sports. I hosted a sports trivia game show, so I did a lot of things on camera. And then in the early 2000s, I transitioned into having my own company and doing video production work and then translated that into documentary films. So I have a couple under my belt and I'm working on a couple more. Oh, very exciting. Where are you from originally? I was born in New York, but I grew up, we like for the first 11, 12 years, we lived on the East Coast and then we moved out to California. So mm. I got to experience both coasts. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't even see that other coast till I was married like <laughs> which one is the I didn't other know there one was anything you. off I'm on the east coast <laughs> oh, okay yeah no California is an interesting place I mean I'm not a, yeah. a big fan of how it's going out there but um it was a fun place to grow up I had met a lot of great yeah people. that's great did you get to travel much as a kid we didn't go a lot of places as a family. We had three kids for, that didn't really get along that well, so my parents didn't take us <laughs> on a lot of trips. You know, Not trying to put you all in the car was, for any amount of time. <laughs> we used to drive from uh, Connecticut down to Florida, and so we would go see our grandparents. We would go visit family, and I'm getting paid back because now I have children, and I get to experience the same thing. So it's amazing how the universe works, giving back what you gave other people. <laughs> We did that drive from Connecticut to Florida once, never again. Lesson immediately learned. <laughs> yes, it's quite a drive. I mean, when you're a kid, it's fun. We didn't have iPhones and social media then, so we actually had to use coloring books and look out the window and engage right, with our right. parents. So it was a different time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember ever having um, a trip at any point in your life that you can pinpoint as like, this was the point I, I wanted to see more. This is when I was bitten by that travel bug. You know, it actually is related to the story that I'm going to tell you because I had never really traveled overseas um, other than Mexico and Canada. And then when I was on my honeymoon, my wife and I went over to, uh, over to Italy and to France. And so that gave me the travel bug. And, and we've gone some cool places since then. She's a good travel That's partner. awesome. Yeah. How did you meet your wife? Uh, through friends, I was living in San Antonio. She was living in Austin, Texas, and uh, love at first sight. What can I say? Oh, she, she fell brownie, in love with me at first sight. No, brownie points for that. Oh, 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 he's no, 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 just kidding. No, it, it was. Uh, she just swept me off my feet. So, oh, that's so sweet. So, how did you decide that this is what you were going to do for your honeymoon? You know, she had been to Italy before. I don't think she had ever mm. been to Paris. And we just thought it would be a fun trip. And so, you know, we planned it out, going to some cool places there. And uh, it really made me realize all that I had been missing. You know, a lot of my friends growing up, had, they go to Europe all the time and they, they go on safaris yeah. in uh, Africa. And I was kind of just uh, state bound. You know, Mexico and mm. Canada don't really count. And so it, it just made me realize there's a whole world out there. And, and, I wanted to see more of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you had quite the had to be there experience on your honeymoon. Why don't you uh, tell us all about it? 
Yes, this is a <clears throat> this is a bizarre story to say the least. You know, I, as I told you, I was a TV weatherman for 14 years. So my wife and I, one of the places we were staying was in Portofino, which is on mm-hmm. the coast in Italy, and we took a train down to the Cinque Terre, which are these series of towns on the water. And what people do is they hike from one town to the other. Well, it was a rainy day. The weather was really bad. And the sky was getting even darker. And I, I checked the weather. And it's supposed to be thunderstorms. And I go, we got to leave. We can't go on this. It'll be really stupid to go. And this older couple was on the same group with us around there. And the guy goes, come on, we're going to do it. You should do it. You should walk with us. Hike over to the next town. And I said, All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I go, no, 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 no. I can't do it. The weather's going to be really bad. I don't want to get killed up on this mountain. And he goes, what are you, a pussy? Come on. I'm an old guy. Oh, no. and I'm doing it. And you're not going to go. You're just going to get on a train and go home. And he was really giving me a hard time about this. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm looking at my wife going, we're going to go out here and get killed in a storm. And, and the story's going to be former TV weatherman killed on mountain in storm. So yeah. the guy bullied me into it. So right? we went. Peer pressure. Yes, total peer pressure, because I had to look good in front of the new wife. And so we're hiking over this mountain in the worst storm I was ever in my entire life. And that includes broadcasting the weather live in storms for my career. There was lightning hitting around us, pouring rain. I literally thought we were dead. It was was horrible. So as much as I'm joking, it was also really stupid to have done this. So we get to the other side and walk down into this town. And the guy goes, hey, look, the least I could do since I made you guys uh, do this is let me buy you a bottle of wine. And, and so we <laughs> sat down and had a couple <laughs> bottles of wine with this couple. We took pictures with them and uh, we said, hey, we'll, we'll see you around. And I sent the picture to my sister who was back in New York City. And she goes, oh, my God, that's Phil. This guy was on the advisory board for her nonprofit organization. She knew him. <laughs> So not only did we meet a stranger halfway across the world oh who bullied me into taking a trip where we could have been killed, my sister knew the guy. And, That's uh, she so knew, funny. Yeah, she knew him. She knew his family. He was a great guy, wonderful uh, wife, and he had a, a bunch of kids that he's told us all about, and they were staying at the same hotel as us, so we ended up seeing him a few more times. But it just shows you what a small world it is because I didn't want to really go. Is. It was probably stupid to go. But it right. was a great experience to, to look back on. That's so funny. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> I love that he was able to bully you into this, like with all of the experience that you have and like probably looking up at the sky like, I know how this is going to go. Every fiber of my being told me it was a bad idea. And, you know, <laughs> I live by the rule if something seems like a bad idea. It usually is. Right. And this was one of those things. It could have ended very badly. We easily could have been hit by lightning. We could have been washed away by a torrent of rain rushing down the mountain. But yeah. uh, we made it, so it's a good story after the fact. Yeah, absolutely. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. 
Why do you think people should add this experience to their bucket lists in good weather? <laughs> because it's one of the most beautiful places you'll ever go. And we're going back there in a few weeks with our kids. Oh, wow. Um, it just was, it's such, there's something about Italy that is just so tranquil and beautiful and all the little towns and the people and the everything about it the every bottle of wine even the the cheapest bottle of wine is a great bottle of wine in Italy yeah and it's just a it's a place that everybody should go there's you know there's another place in Italy called Lake Como which is mm. spectacular um and I, it's my it's my favorite country other than the United States but just to go visit i think it's just amazing oh i love that do you have a uh number one tip that you could give a first-time visitor to Italy? Um, be adventurous. Don't, uh, mm. don't sit around. I know some people like to relax on vacation and, and everybody should do sure. their own thing. But I think when you're in a place like that, have an itinerary and try to see as much of it as you can. Now, if you have a month and you're just hanging out, it's okay to chill by the pool and read a book. <laughs> but we like to pack in as much stuff as we can because you don't know when you're going to get back there. And I yeah. can sit by the pool here where I live. I don't need to, to go That's to a foreign true. country to do that. I want to see as much as possible. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. Now, Let whether that'll work you... with kids is a whole other thing. <laughs> I don't think they travel right. at the same pace that we do. We may walk 20,000 steps. They just probably want to sit and play video games. So yeah, we'll 100%. See. doesn't matter what country they're in. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my PlayStation? Exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you about some of your other travel. Do you have any kind of running tally as to how many places you've been able to visit? You know, more places would pop into my head, but we went on a, a safari in South Africa, Ooh. and that was incredible. Um, the last day, our Jeep got in a standoff with a charging elephant that oh, the guide would pull forward, and then the elephant would come at us, and we were going back and forth for about 20, 25 minutes, and it's another time I thought we were dead. And she goes, we can't back down. We have to show him that we're not afraid of him, who's boss. So after about 20 minutes, the elephant charges right at our Jeep and runs right by, whisking the side, and then goes off into the woods. And we're like, was that really something that we should be doing? You know, right. we could have been... Right. That we could have been a story there too, getting yeah. <laughs> trampled by an elephant. But the overall I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, the overall experience was spectacular. But I do wonder why people go on safari, because on that safari jeep they do have a gun, but it's in uh, it's wrapped up. It's it, it's in case they find a wounded animal, I guess, and they have to put it out of its misery. It's not oh. to stop a charging lion. Right. And when you right. think about it, you're five ten feet away from a lion eating a. Uh, a gazelle or something and you're sitting there in an open jeep watching this it's kind of crazy yeah, but it is a rush it's an I, be rush. I bet it is <laughs> yeah which um place that you have visited has had the best weather gosh <clears throat> the best weather you know we had great weather when we took a cruise to alaska because we did it Ooh. in the um in the early summer so the weather was great there um, and in South Africa, when you actually got there, we had to, we wanted to use miles when we flew there. So we flew through, um, through Paris and the weather was really cold and it wasn't very nice. But once you got to South Africa, the weather was pretty good most of the time. Um, but you know, we live in Florida right now, so we don't need good weather other places. We just need to <laughs> you're experience right, you're it. Right. <laughs> How about, uh, the place with the best beaches? Where I'm living right now. I think yeah. that, uh. 
you know, well, the, part of Florida, the West Coast you of Florida. Um, I'm in Tampa, oh. and the beaches yeah. are Clearwater and down the coast south of us, Siesta Key. Mm. Um, you know, down to Naples, beautiful beaches in Florida. Oh yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> um, could you pick which places had the best arts scene? So museums, music, theater. You know, probably we went to England. That mm. was great. Um, and so the, I, I love the art in Italy. I love the Italian art yeah. there. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up and lived, spent a lot of time going to New York City. You can't do better than that in terms I mean, of restaurants yeah. <laughs> and museums and everything. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. How about uh, the best local dish you've ever tried? Wow, I'm kind of a picky eater. I'm one of those gluten. You know, I wasn't when I was traveling when I was younger. Now I'm gluten free and dairy free. But we were going from um, we went back to Italy another time with our. I think our son was two or three at the time. We stopped in some restaurant just on the side of the road, driving from one town to the other, and had this. I had this pesto pasta dish that I still have flashbacks about <laughs> because I know everything was homemade, everything yeah. was fresh, and it was amazing. Um, mm. And that was just an incredible experience. And then some of the food we had over in South Africa, I thought was great also. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good. That's a new one. <laughs> Is there anything still at the top of your travel bucket list that you haven't been able to cross off yet? You know, I can. Al we always think of new stuff. We're kind of redoing an older trip, going back to these places in France and Italy. Um, mm. But I guess experiencing it through the eyes of our children will be a little different than, than what we experienced um, previously and then I'd love to go back to Alaska but I know people that have gone to Belgium and other places that I hear are spectacular that it's not on our list yet so I know there's a lot of things we're missing but it, you know yeah. it's hard to it's hard to plan those things it is you're right every time I do one of these like my list changes and <laughs> priorities yeah. constantly changing Italy's always towards the top for me I could go there and never come back I love it yeah, <laughs> I just talked to somebody uh, a couple weeks ago who is looking to purchase land there because um, she, she said one of these times I'm not going back. Yeah, I always tell my kids if I win the lottery, the way you'll know is you won't see me. I'll be disappear. And yeah, you'll get letters from me from some little town in Italy where I'm. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> So let's talk about some of the things you have going on. Um, first, let's talk about, so you mentioned being a, a weatherman for 14, 14 years, right? Yeah. I imagine that must have been the inspiration for this documentary. It had a lot to do with it because I covered a lot of stories uh, with, of disasters where people would lose everything. And so the, the film is called The Last House Standing. And the idea is we went and talked to people that were victims of disasters. And you see what that did to their lives and how their lives are, are, are turned up, you know, turned backwards forever. Um, and then those that survived because maybe they did something amazing to build a house that could survive a disaster. And that was the house we themed the film around in Mexico Beach, Florida. That mm. is the one house that was left in that entire section of beach. Everything else washed away or was badly wow. damaged, um, and so I, I'm making. I'm currently working on making another film similar to that, because the idea is why do we continue to buy mediocre houses in dangerous areas, 
and then the house gets destroyed, you rebuild it probably close to the same that was destroyed, mm -hmm. and it keeps happening again and again and again. And I think it's because we listen to an industry that builds houses or sells houses. They're in it for money. We're in right. it because it's our dream house, and we want to live there forever or for a long time, and they're yeah. not really the same goal. And I think people need to wake up and start demanding more and say, no, I'm not going to reward you for the crap you're building. Uh, right. it, I, I want something good. I want something that's going to last. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, when I started reading about this film that you did, I was like, wait a minute, he's onto something here. <laughs> and it should be obvious. I mean, I, yeah. I, so for example, I, I tell you, I live in Florida. Most of my neighbors do not have generators. Most of my neighbors, I bet a lot of them don't have flood insurance. If you don't, if you live in a flood zone like we do mm -hmm. and you didn't get it initially, it's very hard to get it after the fact because it's very expensive. If you live in an area that's not in a flood zone, flood insurance is very inexpensive. And a lot of people that get wiped out in disasters aren't in flood zones. They do have flooding, but they didn't have flood insurance because they didn't think mm. they needed it. And I think people need to wake up and say, okay, I want to go on that trip. And it's funny, this is related to travel. Somebody may say, yeah, I have 15 grand to spend on that trip, but they won't spend a nickel making their house safer. Well, You're the right. trip will be a good memory, but if your house gets damaged, it can, it can turn your life upside down forever. So right. I think our priorities are out of whack and we end up paying for it in a lot of instances and it can be life altering for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you also, in addition to these documentaries that you've been doing. Um, you also host a podcast. Yes. Which for me as a newish homeowner is fascinating. So tell me how the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast came to be. Well, I, it's, I started it off on a broader basis and I was trying to give you solutions to problems that anybody could have with anything and how you can make it better. You know, I don't like complainers. I like people that want to solve problems. But as you know, yeah. in the podcasting world, standing on a top of a mountain screaming to people <laughs> is uh, a futile effort if you don't know who those people are that you're speaking to. So I tried to right. have more of a focus, and it's, it's similar to the theme of The Last House Standing, warning signs and solutions, things in your house that are good, things in your house that are bad, and we talk about all of them. So when somebody listens to my podcast, they'll come away with a tip of maybe how to prevent your house from burning down, the way you can have it safer from fire. If you're hiring a contractor, what are questions you should ask them to vet yeah. them? I see posts every day on uh, Nextdoor in my neighborhood where people get ripped off by contractors requiring a deposit and then they never show up to do the work. Constantly, yeah. So yeah. I try to warn people about these are the things that can go wrong mm -hmm. and I believe we need to talk a lot more about that than the things that go well because most people that I know don't like their builder very much after they're finished with the process. They don't like the contractor that came to their house very much, and they don't like the service people that come. And, and there's ways to avoid having those bad experiences. I still have them. I feel like Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm minus all his money in that weird stuff happens to me on a regular basis. And so I try to share those stories so it doesn't happen to you. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, I mean, it drives me nuts. You know, it's like when I, I know somebody that posted the other day, they spent almost $100,000 with a pool builder who didn't build him a pool. He just oh. started the job and didn't finish. And, no. You know, that's awful. You know, they, these, and this kind of stuff happens all the time. 
And yeah. I, I like people to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on next? What's coming down the pike for you? Two documentary films. Um, one is about families and the structure of families and how it it's falls apart from one thing or another. It could be a death in the family. It could be a family member that uh, does something wrong. Um, it could be uh, siblings not getting along. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're exploring the, 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 the core structure of a family and all the problems that, that are out shoots from that. And then the other one is called Built to Last, Buyer Beware. And it's about how we really have no idea what builders are building for us based on codes and other issues. And the buyer needs to be aware that you have to watch your own back because nobody's looking out for you if you're not. Yeah, you're right. Well, where can we find all of these projects and where can we connect with you? I'm easy to find. If you go to tellushowtomakeitbetter.com, and you've ever had a bad story with building or you have a great story, I'd, I'd love to share those too. I have a contact form on there and people can reach out to me. I'd love to have them on the podcast to talk about their horror story or their happy ending, whichever one. <laughs> um, I would love to hear some happy ending stories. And then uh, for my film, it's thelasthousestanding.org and you can go to the website and the movie's available on there for $3.99. You can rent it. Or if you say, I don't want to give a lowly filmmaker $3.99, it's on Tubi TV, T-U-B-I TV, and you can watch it for free. So you have to sit through a few commercials. So that's, <laughs> value that. Like in the old days. <laughs> yes. But it's on there, and I would love for people to see it. Let me know your thoughts. You know, I like to hear the stuff good and bad. You know, It's funny, as, as you probably know, anything you do on uh, social media or you put out there, even if you think it's great, there's going to be haters. There's going to be people yeah. that, you know, I made one video where I was walking down the street talking about a house that was painted black. And it, I was like, wow, I've never seen a black house before. It was just a bizarre choice. And that can cause lots of issues with the air conditioning and the, your heating bills and, you know, mm. things that could happen. But somebody writes a comment on the post and they said, who cares? Mind your own business. And <laughs> you have to have a thick skin. You just go, okay, well, That's I true. You know, yeah. I'm not making you listen. Nobody's holding right. a gun to your head. Right. You know, people <laughs> listen to your podcast. It's because they like you and they like what you have to say. And if yeah. they don't, there's a million others they can listen to. Absolutely. <laughs> but you do find you, the, the good and the bad of putting yourself out there. It's The true. bad can sting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, I will include links in the show notes so that people can come and say nice things to you and follow along in all your projects. And I hope that you'll come back and chat with us after your next big adventure. Yeah, we're leaving in a couple of weeks. I'd love, I'd love to, just if you ask me back. Um, this should be an interesting experience because you never know what you're going to get with kids. Anybody that travels with kids <laughs> knows it's a roll of the dice. You're 100% right. I wish you luck, my friend. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had to be there memories.